Welcome to the Student's Guide podcast by Bill Chris. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Student's Guide podcast by Bill Chris. As always, a place where we listen, we learn, we grow and improve to become the best versions of ourselves. As you always know, this is a podcast show that seeks to enlighten you, inspire, incite and educate you. And today's episode is no exception. On today's episode, we are going to talk with an amazing individual who personally he has been someone who I've worked with and his growth from how I knew him to where he is now is amazing. And um, today he's going to share with us his journey and most especially the topic on personal branding, which he is an expert in. Okay. So today we are going to learn about a lot, how to build your brand. So I'm sure this episode is going to help you out there. So yes, if you've not subscribed, if you've not followed, if you've not um, been part of this amazing community, this is the time to do that. And as always, we listen, we learn, we grow and improve to become the best versions of ourselves. So um, without wasting any time, let me introduce our personality that we have today. He goes by the name Caleb Ajima He has a nickname, IQ Blowing, <laughs> or... Um, calculus <laughs> and for him is Caleb he said he doesn't want Caleb he wants Caleb so yes I'll be calling him Caleb throughout this interview and it's going to be amazing it's going to be insightful so yes welcome to the Students Guy podcast Mr. Caleb Ajimandia alright hello everyone uh, my name has been mentioned and then I'm Ajimandia Caleb as you all know popularly known as Calculus and then I'm very honored to be part of the student podcast yeah. guide. All right. It's That's, nice to meet you. Uh, nice meeting you too. Nice <laughs> meeting you too. So for someone who doesn't know you, someone who hasn't met you before, who is um, Caleb Ajimandia? All right. I'm a young boy growing up and then an innovator. But people might think innovator might sound too big for a young boy coming up. So um, I'll break it down a little. Okay. Talk about innovation whilst I talk about myself. So innovation, it's bringing something new, some new methods, new approaches, new products online or virtually for everyone to note about. So if I say I'm an innovator, that is the basic breakdown. My life stands on three things, which is innovation, project management, and data analysis. So in these areas, I wouldn't say I'm the top, which is I'm now growing up yeah. trying to yeah. better myself in these areas. Okay. So from what you are saying, that is like what you, your, your focus is on, like innovation. And that, that's amazing because at this point in time, I... The only way you can stand out, the only way you can fit into this current technological market is that you need to be an innovator. Yes. And that is, that is very, very interesting. Yeah. So, um, over the years, 
you've you know had some positions, you've held some amazing um, portfolios that has shaped you into who you are now. So we want to know all these positions, the past and then the present, and some skills or what you learned throughout this period of you having these positions and how that has equipped you to who you are now. All right. So I'll take it from the one since I entered KNUST. Okay. And then from the past, I've, I've had some past. That is how I'll describe it. And then I wanted to better myself in the areas that I found myself within. And then that came to KNUST. Level 100, I was that nerdy boy, mm-hmm. only focuses on class, does nothing. Level 200, same. So I realized that I had the experiences of programming. Uh, my data analysis journey started in level 200. Okay. I was doing all these things, but people didn't know of me. And then I was just that shy type who didn't even answer questions in class. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to evolve myself. So level 300 um, was my step-up game okay. to find something doing. Okay. And then it's, it's not been long. So let's say for the past three years, that's or for the past two, two years, years yeah. that is when I have mastered some things that people know me for. So in level 300, my journey basically began with Inactus KNUST. Yeah, because I remember that's where <laughs> we, we met. That's where yeah. I met you. I yeah. remember the first time I met you was um, you guys were being introduced. So you were having yeah. your uh, first um, recruitment challenge. What do you call it? Yeah, yeah something new like recruit that. challenge. Yeah, new recruit challenge. And then I saw him. He was in his white shirt. <laughs> and then this guy was like confident, like, hey, a guy been up and here and then so from there, I knew that, okay, this guy, he means business. Yes. yes, I actually came with a specific motive that I want to grow. So Inactus will grow me to that point. And then from there, I entered into National um, Society of Black Engineers, okay. which is in KNUST. My, my background is in mathematics, <laughs> but people don't know that much unless you hear the name calculus. Okay. Okay. So with these divisions, other social clubs such as Huawei, um, ICT Students Club, I was also there. Mm-hmm. Publicity, part of Campus IQ, um, uh, currently not a part, but I was part of Campus High Crew also okay. to help elevate myself. So I was doing a lot of things to elevate myself. Now in Inactus, I had the portfolio position after just an academic year, I became the project and innovation head. Yeah. And then that shoot up my passion in the project management and innovation aspect. Mm-hmm. Because in Ghana, where we find ourselves, especially the kind of pitches that we've made so far, mm-hmm. if you are pitching to everybody and they don't see um, a high technology in whatever that you are doing, they don't see it as your project being innovative. Exactly. That is a very bad ideology um, that um, our panel of today don't really know about. I wouldn't put a shame to them, but I'm actually saying that it's good they appreciate some innovative approaches mm-hmm. in our projects than to be thinking of only new tech that is coming off because innovation can be just a business model that you are trying to introduce a new one. 
for instance, and um, we will come to the personal branding aspect yeah, where yeah. the innovation that I'm talking about will reflect in. So it's not only about, let's say, AI, though AI is good, but mm-hmm. AI is there, but how can I apply AI maybe in making sales, okay. maybe AI in doing this? You don't expect me to create a whole new AI. No. Do you get it? And then history can also help us become innovative because history is data. Mm-hmm. And based on that particular data, we've realized that um, there's been a trend of how to make sales, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But there's a particular trend that nobody has thought of. Why don't I use that to make sales in my specific area? Maybe the person or the past, they'll be using it in health. Mm-hmm. But I've realized that if they bring it to maybe technology, it will, it will become perfect. So okay. that is innovation in that sense. So that is basically how Calculus has developed himself from the past two years. And then I've been... Um, I've been there. Yeah, and and currently I see you are part of the judging panel of um, the GBSN. Yes, yes, and when I saw that, I was I was amazed because last year you and I and Victus <laughs> were part of this competition. So yes, it's good seeing you from being a contestant to now part mm. of the panel, and that is amazing. Yes. Mm. So to the main reason why we are having this interview on personal branding. Okay, so what made me like um, bring up this interview? Interview was that I saw your post on um, your status, WhatsApp status, where you went for a program. So I I heard of Notion, but I didn't know what it was about. So from your post, you started like promoting it on your status, and then you went for a program where you had the opportunity to speak, and from what you posted, I saw that people were commenting on the speech that you gave. So I was like, okay, I would want us to know more about what particular thing that you were talking about, which is personal branding. So the basics, or beyond the basics, how would you define personal branding for anyone to understand? All right. So um, for the basics, I would say personal branding is settings. Okay. Settings. 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 <laughs> that, that's the key word that people don't know and then misuse it. Yeah. But personal branding is settings and basically marketing yourself in your career path and then standing out from your company, putting yourself out there, your career goals. That is you putting yourself out there with your career goals. And then that is personal branding. Letting people know what you stand for in your career path. Okay. okay. So that's basically what personal branding personal is. Personal branding yeah. is. A friend, of, a friend of mine, you know him, Samuel. Yeah. He says that show them what they want to see. Tell them what they, they want, want to, to hear. Yes. Certain. So yeah. <laughs> um, so if you see me and you see the way I brand myself, these are some of the people who... Uh, pressured me in a way or like they will motivate you because you see Kakulos posting something about what he's achieved like mostly in Inactus when you're in Inactus you'll be forced to like build yourself because you see your friends like achieving things and if you don't do anything you'll be left out so yes that is from the point of view where personal branding is and for me in my definition I, I say that personal branding is what people will see when you are not in the office about you yes what people know when you are not in that classroom, when your name is mentioned at the table of um, we are going to select people and then somebody mentions your name, what the people say about you constitutes your personal branding. 
So, um, what would you say has changed um, or has evolved over the recent years when it comes to the concept of personal branding? How has it improved? How has it changed over the years? All right. So, uh, I would say personal branding has really evolved just basically because of one main thing, which is um, digital transformation that has happened over the years. Okay. And then personal branding is has become very um, easy for us to um, excel in that field or excel on our path. Because remember, we know um, Thomas Edison who yeah. introduced bulbs. We know of Elon Musk. Okay, let's compare Thomas Edison to Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. If it had not been that he had actually invented a bulb, we wouldn't know of Thomas Edison as that kind of inventor or innovator. True. But let's see um, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, due to digital transformation, can just start up something easily in an innovative way and then it will blow all over. So basically, you know Elon Musk as a tech guru Mm -hmm. trying to invent something but not doing it himself. Mm -hmm. But because of how he has branded himself to be, when he even says that, okay, um, blockchain is irrelevant. Bitcoin is ir- irrelevant. It will have, yeah. have influence on that exactly. and it will drop. That yeah. shows that the digital transformation of personal branding recent these years have really evolved and then it needs everyone's hand involved to utilize it on their behalf to help them excel. Okay. So the invention of digitalization, yes. which is... Um, we bring the internet in and all these things has social media, social AIs, media all these things has really influenced the concept of personal branding. Personal branding. That, that yes. is that is insightful. Yes. So someone someone might ask, like, why is it important to brand yourself? Like, why should I brand myself? What is the importance of personal branding? Okay. There are a lot of importance of um personal branding, which um I'll share a few of them. Okay, so I would say this. You are going to, um, let's say, a dance competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, for instance, Afronita going for the BGT yeah, competition yeah, yeah. and then passing. Big okay. up to Afronita wherever she is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I would say, before that, imagine those judges were Ghanaian judges mm-hmm. or a, a panel of Ghanaians day. And then, Afronita wouldn't have paid any bribe based on the fact that we know Afronita to be a, such a great dancer yeah. combining with her education. But what we all know about Afronita is Afronita is a dancer. Yeah. If we had to tell you she had those uppers and best grades in school, you wouldn't believe. But yeah. what we know is a dancer. dancer. So imagine she enters the room with Ghanaian panel there. Do you think they would even let her dance for like five minutes before they endorse her to no. qualify for the They already know her. No, because they already know yeah, her. Yeah. Okay, so that is um, um, a great importance of personal branding that it elevates you to already have influence in rooms that you've never been to. Yeah. So the moment you step up there, they know you to be that guy that, okay, we can vouch for, we can count on. And then personally, Personal branding has really helped me in so many areas. Okay. There could be places that, oh, people think that you are doing too much. They are not, um, you are overdoing your things. Mm-hmm. You are posting things that we, we think 
you are not competent to that level. But when you give me a laptop to do or to produce what I've done, I actually meet up to that expectation. Yeah, yeah. So um, personal branding, if I'm to mention a lot, we say Steve Jobs is one guy, Oprah Winfrey is also another person yeah. who has branded herself. Even Delay, let's take it down to yeah, Delay, yeah, yeah, Kwaju Sheldon. They've all, all branded themselves mm -hmm. in such that now Kwaju Sheldon is moving from just a YouTuber to a businessman. True. Okay, and True. that is what we know him for. Mm -hmm. He started as a YouTuber. We know Kwaju Sheldon as a YouTuber. You wouldn't say Kwaju Sheldon is a blogger. No. But the personal branding has limited him to even YouTuber. And now he's trying to evolve from becoming a YouTuber to a businessman. Yeah. Delay is also a businesswoman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Business what we knew about her first was her media personality. Yeah, her and then yeah. she has used the media personality to help raise her other projects, which is the Delay Mackerel and all these things. So personal branding, being a face, can help you in many fields. You can become an influencer, yeah. work with brands. Nana Mama Brown is also an example. Yeah. So these are a lot of examples and importances of personal branding that could elevate anybody's career. Yes, yes. And to add with what you were talking about in terms of celebrities who are now or YouTubers who have capitalized on their YouTube yes. or what they started with to build their brand is Mr. Beast. Yes, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast also started exam. with um, his YouTube videos. Now he does festivals with yes. his like chocolates. Yeah. He's also into printing of his shirts. He has a, a Beast Burger. So he's capitalizing on the brand that he's built as a YouTuber. And then that has given him a wider like range of yeah, market opportunity. Market. So yes. now to my, the, the following question that um, would link to what we just said. In building your brand, okay, is it very important to consider like your target audience, who you want to build your brand to? Is that important to consider? All right. Um, that, that's a good question. And then it's building a, building a personal brand comes with so many steps. Okay. Okay. So right now you sit back. What do you want to achieve at the end of the day? Okay. Which people do you want them to know you? Okay. It's just like building a personal brand is just like generating a startup. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you should know all your BMC. That is the business model compass of your personal brand. Okay. So once you start with your niche, you define your niche, what you want to be noted for, mm -hmm. where you want to be at, what you want people to see you. Um, that is where you start from. So you write all these things down. So at the end of the day, I want to be noted to be like, a tech guru in tech it's wide mm -hmm. so which side of tech do you want to the be niche, at? The particular okay. niche that, that particular niche it has to be a sentence mm -hmm. that when you we mention your name we know you to be mm -hmm. that and then from there you start um exhibiting learn some of the things that will help you build on this particular niche maybe you wouldn't be let's say a dancer but you want to be noted for dancing what do you do you start learning how okay. to dance okay you start learning how to dress like a dancer so the same applies to if you want to become a pastor you start learning the ways of god yeah. to become yeah. that if you want to become a tech or maybe um, a front-end developer mm -hmm. you start learning front-end develop um, development and then put yourself out there as um, a front-end developer. 
And that is one way of letting people know your brand. Those are the steps. Now, the next step isn't just about letting people know what you stand for mm-hmm. and all of that. And that innovation aspect that I was talking about yeah, that yeah, I'll bring yeah. in is the blue ocean strategy here. Oh, okay. So the blue ocean strategy itself is a marketing strategy. And then that strategy is not a personal branding strategy. Mm-hmm. I realized after speaking to people about it, they think blue ocean strategy is a personal okay. branding strategy, okay. but it's an innovative thing that I try to combine blue ocean to your personal brand to help you elevate your personal brand. So it's something that you created yourself. Yes. I created that innovation, applying blue ocean with your personal okay. brand. Okay. So we have the blue ocean and the red ocean. Okay. Okay. When you are starting a business or any startup, you just want to know that, okay, um, it's only for social entrepreneurs that want to bring something new that people don't want to do, define their value proposition in a different way yeah. that people, they will get their market. So the red ocean is like, there are a lot of markets. You also want to, people have started hotels and then they are getting a lot of money. So you also want to start uh-huh. a hotel to get some Someone. of these customers. But note, there is an untapped market somewhere. There is a market that um, nobody has looked up to. Okay, there is a hotel business, but um, Amazon, the CEO just stood up with, oh no, people are doing hotel, they are doing hotel bookings. Why don't I start with Airbnb, Airbnb. and let it be like um, an Uber of hotels, an Uber of places, or an Uber of real estate? That is an innovative way, an untapped market that people have been craving for that. I could get something. Mm. Do you get it? So that is the blue ocean strategy, the untapped market, the unchallenged market. The person might be going to hotels and all of that, but needs just a coffee at the end of the day. So what do you do? You set up your cafeteria close to the hotel. If the hotel is not providing, that is hotel has its market already, yeah. but the untapped market is not the person. It's just that the need of the person that you've untapped to that will make the person relate to okay. um, your standard. And that is the blue ocean strategy. So if it comes to personal branding or applying it in personal branding, there are a lot of tech innovators. There are a lot of data analysts. Yeah. What makes you stand out? How do you um, get that untapped market? For instance, you'll be working in a company where there there is a question that somebody threw at me that, okay, I work with um, um, a tech company where I'm the face of the tech. How do I elevate my brand to stand out, to get an untapped market? I said, one, you're already into that. What do you do? Create content as to how you come up with your... um, how uh, they have something we call the grow with me challenge. So they start up with, okay, how do I start my day as a project manager? So how do I start my day as a content creator? How do I start my day as a host? These are some ways that people know you. Okay. You are not just into the company. So if I need you, it means I can get you. I know you to be a content creator. So that, that one with that one, you've, created that untapped market of employers and employees or um, of brand influencers or of brands that would like to work you, pick you up and say that, okay, I'm not just a content creator. I'm not just a host. If you put me on that MC job, I can do it. If you put me on that maybe 
pitch panel thing. I can know how to train them to let them know how to even present. They can do all of that. That is the blue ocean strategy, standing out, targeting the untapped market for yourself. So, yes, please. All right. Wow, wow, wow. So far, it's been, uh, it's been great, okay, learning new things and we are glad to um, have this new experience because I never knew of the blue ocean strategy, the red ocean strategy. Yes. I didn't know that um, though there's been an um, involvement of personal branding, I didn't know how um, digitalization played a role. So knowing all these things are eye-opening, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and we are still on the Students' Guide podcast by Bill Chris, and today's episode is on how to build your personal brand. What is personal branding? And I know as you are following, you are also learning something, jotting things down, and also trying to build your personal brand. So when he was talking, he said that in order to build your personal brand, you need to know what you want people to know you for. Okay, so what when people mention your name, what should come in their minds? Okay, when people mention, let's say, Doris, when people mention Linda, when people mention Emmanuel, when people mention Samuel, like what is the first thing that comes into mind? And this thing is something that is really, really important because mostly I get calls that somebody will just call me and say, oh, I got your number from this person. He says that if I want this, you can help me out. And most of the time, the person who even um, recommended that person to me, I don't know them. But then because I've built my brand in that way and the person knows that, okay, this is what Bill does. Immediately the person hears of something like that. You attribute it to your brand. And that is very important because one, it gives you some monetary benefits. Yeah, you get some money and then it also gives you some recognition. Recognition. Yes. And then yeah. you are able to endorse anything. Right yeah. now, Musk can just pick a vernal bottle and say this is the best water and then it will change it will everything. Sh- it will shoot yes. their, their, their stocks yeah. and everything. Yeah. That is the power of personal branding. Okay. Yeah. So to our next um, question on today's episode on personal branding. So in order for someone listening to build their personal brand, so right now I've listened to this episode and I want to start building my personal brand. What are some of the essential strategies and how can somebody build their personal brand in this year 2024? Okay. This year 2024, there, there are a lot of technologies around us which um, it's very easy to elevate your brand or start up with something. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is to learn as much as possible learn. in that particular area because there is knowledge is inevitable and then only ignorance can make you poor or make you lack some knowledge so you have to learn about what you want to stand for and then learn about where you want to get to now the next thing is um you build your social media presence yeah, yeah there is yeah. something we call imposter syndrome that i was having some years back that's okay I know how to program, I know how to do websites, but I will never go out to go and get the job. Even somebody tells me that, okay, I want you to create that website, I'll be like, nah, I think, do I know something about it? I can't complete websites on my own. Mm -hmm. So a very good friend of mine, that told me that hey, that is imposter syndrome that yeah, is catching yeah, you up yeah. there. Mostly, yeah. I, I I suffer from that. Yes, yeah. most of us get he gets that job done. Yeah. So he was like, hey, I've given you the Inactus website, create it. 
Mm. And then all of a sudden, I was able to generate all that thing. So know that imposter syndrome sets in. But the only thing that makes you stand out of people that are laying back is you just overcoming that barrier, that imposter syndrome. People will tell you that you're overdoing it. Just do it. That is Nike's motto. Just Just do do it. it. And then whilst you do it, you correct that mistakes. So in 2024... There's this thing, you know, go grief. So you know for grief for anybody, exactly. whatever that is coming up, whatever the feedback, just do it. And then it's not about speeding up to get the audience. I realized um, a very good friend of mine, somebody that I was mentoring um, in this personal branding was like, I've been doing the professional way of things. And mm-hmm. right now I realized that it's not elevating my brand. Okay. So the person had to move from what um, he or she, I wouldn't put okay. that mm-hmm. he or she wanted to get and then started creating unnecessary content. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a bad content, but what she wanted to be noted for, that is a, a different way altogether. And then people were throwing jabs at her, gaining some bad publicity and all of that. Mm. It was it was a good thing though, but for her personal brand or for the kind of brand that she wanted to create for herself was wayward. She was going wayward. So I had to draw his or her attention back. You mentioned her, yeah, so it was definitely a she. Yeah. So I had to bring the attention back to be like, hey, you're you are going wayward. It's not like if that is what you want to gain, mm. then focus on that. Yeah. But if that is not what you want to be noted for, just get back in line and do what it takes. It takes time to gain that audience. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time I didn't even have Twitter or LinkedIn followers mm-hmm. up to, let's say, um, 10, 10 connections I didn't have. Okay. But due to my personal brand, I was just posting things that I've achieved and things that I think will help others, talking about innovation, talking about Mm. data analysis, talking about a little of projects management. And people get to relate that, okay, you've had this background Mm. and then you've been posting that. It makes people relate to you more. People are in in your shoes somewhere else that they can't come out. And that is when you attract these people. So you have to stay stay focused in what you want to achieve. And then you have to build your online presence because that is the new trend. Yeah. And then I know we will come to the there are a lot of tools yeah. that will help yeah. you elevate your personal brand. So as and when we get there, yeah. I would share that part. So in 2024, Four. just put yourself out there. Start from your WhatsApp statuses. Stop. I know mem is we want mem is to get audience. Now yeah. when you get to the audience. What are you telling the audience? Mm. What do you want the audience to know about you? What are you marketing to this particular audience? So after getting those audience Audience. by posting all these names, tell them something to know about you. That, hey, Caleb, I know you to be a data analyst because there are a lot of people that DM me, when is your next project? I want to hop on your next project to also learn that. Mm. But sometimes I put them on hold because I might not even have a next project. Or maybe I just did one or two projects and I'm me myself, I'm just sitting back, mm-hmm. just relax somewhere. But the moment somebody DMs me, when is your next project? I oh, want to, and then we'll I feel like, okay, let me start my next project and start sharing because people will get to me. And then contracts will come automatically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 
Yes, thank you very much for all this. Because like you said, if you want to build your brand, you need to learn. Learn. Like that, that is very, very true. Because yes. that's the only way that you can be an expert in what you are doing. You need to learn. And when you learn, learn, like learn to understand. And so that when you understand, you can also help people. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is also the challenge when it comes to what people will say. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to battle that thing a lot when I was about to like post things on my status. I was like, hey, what will people see? What will people think? And, and a lot of people are inward. They are not coming out because of that mentality. Yeah, that mentality. When I post this thing, hey, how are people going to comment? What will people think? And if honestly you have that mindset in your, in your, in your mindset, there's nothing you can do because you always be thinking about what people will see. But then the fact is, yeah, people will see. Um, people will comment, but then know the purpose of what you are doing. I always say something that if you know that what you are doing is good and yeah. it will help you or help someone and it's not bad, go out there and do it. Don't let somebody intimidate you or somebody um, shy you away from what you want to do. So yeah, thank you very much for all this. So now to the aspect that um, it's very important. Okay, so we are in this technological era modern era where social media content creation and a lot of um, AIs, machine learning and all those things. So if somebody wants to leverage the current opportunity on what the current opportunity that we have now, okay, what social media accounts or tools can the person use? That's the first question. Okay. And what content creation um, aspect. You see, there are a lot of content creators. There are blogging, YouTubing, and all those things. Which one do you think is the best when it comes? Not not best, but which one do you think it's the best among ranking all these um, content creations? And then how can the person capitalize on that? So first of all, the social media. Mm, okay, so the social media tools. It's not about specific social media okay, tools. Okay. Every social media that you see around is your marketing tool that will help you elevate your personal brand. Okay, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Reddit, whether it's Medium, whether it's LinkedIn or whatsoever. Hmm. Even email can help you elevate your personal brand. I'll come to that. And then, okay, let me start from the email. There is one part of email that people really don't take seriously is your, um, how do you call it? Your email address Mm -hmm. and then your email signature. Okay, somebody will send a message to, let's say, uh, let's say, Mm -hmm. has told you to email them. And then your email address is um, beautylovesuccess at gmail. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you what mean, do you by, mean that? by that? What do you want the person to yeah. say about yeah. you? Okay, so in as much as you want to elevate your brand, people can want to relate to you more. Mm. So your email address should always bear your professional name. Exactly. Okay, your professional name. Unless, of course, you've come up with maybe a company name of you've come up with a persona mm-hmm. out of that. But with that, even if you are sending um, a mail to the corporate or it has to come from a personal name, yeah. unless of yeah. course you are doing digital marketing, that is, and um, you are doing email marketing, that is when you want to use um, that the persona that you've created. Okay. There's one thing that I skipped was um, um, the alter ego aspect of your, your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So you, you, yeah, you wanted you want to know that okay, for instance, I say I have diverse brands as myself. Mm. I I want to be noted for in innovation, um, project management, data analysis, and, and all of that. So if you check my socials, um, you will see that I started taking off calculus and then using I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd, yeah. Right? yeah. And you then, need to explain that, yeah. Yes. And then that is all Taigo. And then I will start by saying um, Black Sheriff mm-hmm. um, or Famille. Mm-hmm. Famille uses two alter egos. When you hear a song that Famille is mentioning Famille, mm-hmm. that means that song in quotes is somehow profane and then non-far. But when you see a music of Famille, mm-hmm. where Famille is saying Peter, then that that particular message needs um, needs you to, or he's trying to portray that message for you to learn something from that message. Okay. For instance, praise. You never hear familiar saying praise and then mention himself as familiar. You hear Peter. Peter. Okay. So this is one thing. And then the same applies to Black Sheriff. Mm. If Black Sheriff is saying KK Rasta, then you know that song has a kind of audience uh, is targeted to. Okay. If Black Sheriff mentioned Black, then you know something that mm. is that is alter ego and creating persona out of your brand. Okay. So um, Ned is um, kind of um, this comedian also uses that. The comedian that works at um, um, I've forgotten his name. Is it Obiam Ponsa? No, he's Clemento Suarez yeah. uses alter ego. So he has a brand that acts as a school child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then he has a brand that speaks like JJ Rollins. Yeah. And then another thing. Yeah. And then he's known as a comedian, but depending on the show, that is when you know Clemento Suarez to be JJ Rollins. That you know True. Clemento. And that makes your brand very solid. Okay. So that is an alter ego strategy you can use to elevate your brand. So when it comes to, let's say, data analyst, I create something related to data analyst and then create a name for that. So you know calculus, when it comes to calculus, you know calculus is an innovator, project something, but when um, corporate people want to relate to you as in, I want to bring you on board, what do we want to say? Mm. Um, I want you to come and analyze my business for me, this and that. So they know me to be that nerdy boy that I've always you known um, people know me mm-hmm. for, right? So to apply that in that field. So alter ego is one thing. Now social media is every social media is mm-hmm. your marketing to us, I've said. Mm-hmm. And then one thing is about um, before social media, before you post out there, let all your message be in a story form. You are the you are your own um uh, how do I say biographer? Yeah. So you have to say your own story, mm-hmm. and that is what people will adapt to you. So every content you put out there should relate to that story that you are creating for yourself, a story that people can tell. As of now, we can tell Kwame Nkrumah's story, and then you can say write a whole book without saying maybe any negative effects yeah. of Kwame Nkrumah's impact. Mm-hmm. That is the story he created for us mm-hmm. to learn. Maybe he might have some bad sides, but, but we don't we know don't about know, yeah. it. And even if you say it, people wouldn't believe you. Mm-hmm. So you own your story, create your story in that social media presence, and then you will get it. And then to the second question, can yes. you repeat that? The content creation aspect. Okay, so the content creation is the story that you want to create mm-hmm. out there. And then if you want to be known for, let's say, 
um, an innovator. Um, I'm using innovator a lot. Yeah. If you want to be known for data scientists, mm-hmm. okay, you've created projects, right? We are good, we know. Yeah. But how do you share these projects? Okay, good. Blogging is somehow hard that you have to go and create a whole lot of blogging, mm-hmm. but you have social media accounts yeah. that you can start from there okay. before you go to blogging. Fine. There is one thing in data science that is documentation, technical documentation. Mm-hmm. And then if you write technical documentation and you are just writing the technicalities, technical who relates yeah, to no you? one can. Yeah. The, the businessman that wants to invest in that data science project don't understand whatever that you want to do. They mm-hmm. just want to, they are just laymen who want something to invest in. So, for instance, I created a project relating to sales. Okay. Okay. What you have to do is you've done the project. Now, how do people relate to you? How do people know that, okay, that sales can help them in their business to create something out of it? One, you have to create a story for that sales project. Okay. So, everything that you have to say should be the layman's language. Okay. Something that everyone can understand. Everyone that, uh, something that everybody can understand yeah. without facing any complexities. So that is when that person can come into you and then ask further questions. How can I, how can you help me with this part? How can you do that? So the storytelling is a particular tool. And then if you are doing the storytelling on your socials, Transferring it into a YouTube video is just easy. Okay. Don't forget that there, there is this AI tool that is popular, ChatGPT. Yeah, so as of now, AIs. you don't you don't know how to use yeah. ChatGPT. It means you are, you yeah, are, you are behind. Yeah. You have to you have to learn about ChatGPT a lot, how to write prompts to yeah, help prompts. even craft better stories. It can generate skeleton of how your story should look like to help that. So social media, you don't have to restrict yourself to just blogging, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, you should know that you are tapping on tab markets. You are penetrating um, unseen markets that you want to create. Mm-hmm. So you don't restrict yourself to blogging, blogging, blogging. If you started already, fine. You are selling, um, how do you call it? Organic soap that will help us um, elevate us. But we, we see you to be way apart from your organic soup because we don't see you attached to your organic soup because you are just selling buy my soup, buy mm-hmm. my soup, buy my soup. But you can act as an influencer, For not even selling the soup to us, but telling us the importance of using organic products, okay. telling us the importance of maybe some chemical factor that is in your product, telling us about how a disease can be solved using an organic product. Mm. And the moment you introduce an organic product, you know that, okay, you stand for this. You are an expert in organic goods and all of that. Mm -hmm. So if you are introducing a product to me, then I can develop that trust to buy that product. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the product is yours. So don't just come to us selling something to us. Let us be known for what you stand for so that when you sell to us, we can trust that product and patronize. You get it. And yeah. that cuts across any field that you want to do. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, thank you very much. With the, with the story form that you were saying, it's true because um, I read from somewhere, I've forgotten that human beings, we, we attach emotions to everything that we do. Yes. So, if it's selling that you do, if it's a product that you are selling, when you attach emotions to what you are selling, and then you sell that emotions to the people, 
Atta that same emotion to buy what you are buying. And yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not to cut you short. Yeah. Nike will never post something like come and buy Nike mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. They are always portraying that only winners use Nike products. Mm-hmm. So they bring all these great sports people. Yeah. And then in their video, you see a little of hardware, but you see a lot more of their achievements, mm-hmm. especially HP and Real Madrid, for instance. HP decided to utilize Real Madrid and portray Real Madrid as champions. So if Real Madrid as champions is using HP, HP. to champion their products and their wins, then it means champions now use HP. HP. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. And that is a kind of market they want to, their competitor in the HP field is just a MacBook right now. Yeah. So that is one thing that they want. Okay, champions should use HP machines. Mm. Champions should wear Nike shoes. So if I want to be noted for a champion, then it means then I, I have to, to use this. wear Nike. I have to use this. Yeah. And that is just marketing too. They are not just selling the product to you. They are selling a particular emotion yeah, to you. That, that's, yes, that's, and that is one thing you can use with your personal yeah. brand. So yes, the, the emotion part is very, very important. Yeah, very if you sell something, you need to let people know the importance of what you are selling, the emotional aspect, before they can patronize. Yes. So you were talking about the AI, 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 and now we are in the AI world. Like now everything is AI, generative AI, artificial neural network, and everything. Mm. Um, Chat GPT, that is an open AI. They okay. just introduced Sora, okay. which is their um, generative AI for making videos. Yeah. And just a year ago, okay, the text to AI or text to video was, it was, it was weird. Like it was weird. there was Very a video bad. of, um, it was Smith eating spaghetti <laughs> and the video was like bad. Yeah. But then just within a year, the quality of videos that they've generated with AI, if you don't know it's AI, you believe it's, yeah, it's actually it's, real. Yeah. Yes. So what are some of the AIs that are available? And how can people leverage on that in building their personal brand? All right. Um, so Google has not um, really released Gemini yet. Mm. So from bad to Gemini, Gemini. You, can, you can subscribe to that or follow yeah. Google on that. Mm. And then right now, AI, you don't need to get a specific AI. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adobe, for instance, have introduced their own AI that can help you create simple flyers as soon as possible and do one thing. So you have to learn how to use that AI in Adobe if you want to create flyers. The same applies to Canva. Canva Canva has introduced AI that can help you create better things, that can help you predict better things. Even PowerPoints, people don't know. PowerPoints now has introduced a particular AI design model that can help you create some designs or predict some designs that maybe you can just place some elements on um, a slide Mm. and then you select that part and then that part will tell you, okay, these elements you can generate based on your theme of the slides, you can generate this content this particular way. So all the tools that we've seen around you don't need to hear a whole new AI that is coming up. Even so when you get to Canvas, even when you come to that notion as well, you see there are AIs in every product that is coming up. So utilize that particular AI model Mm. in that particular application and it will will help you. For generating all of contents, one thing about the Blue Ocean strategy or to gain that untapped market Mm. is for people to know your face. 
Okay. okay. There, there is a, a con to that and a pro to that, a pros to that. So mm. the con aspect is the moment people know your face, they have to, um, they develop some trust for you okay. in that particular field. Yeah. So you mess up, it goes against okay. you. Yeah. But one thing advantageous part in that mm. messing up is you have to note that there's no nothing like bad publicity. Okay. Bad publicity, there's a, it can be churned out to a very good, good publicity, publicity yeah. for you. So that is a con and then a pro in people. Yeah. So your face how to be out there. So for creating videos, hmm. Canva has introduced AI, as you mentioned, Sura, yeah. Gemini is there. Sometimes you might not even have the funds to patronize for that yeah. particular AI to generate videos for you. But you have Canva, you have yeah. CapCut. CapCut, CapCut. What, what do you have to do? Go to ChatGPT. Mm. Tell ChatGPT that, okay, I want to create a video telling this particular story. Can you tell me the path? And then um, that means you are creating a prompt to oh, ChatGPT. Can yeah. you tell me a storyline, a path, where the break should come in, where I should pause? Can you create personas for me to generate that particular video? And that ChatGPT will create everything that you need to know. So you have a guideline. Okay, after five minutes, I should introduce a particular flyer. I should do this particular mm. thing to help that to transition. And then ChatGPT can even, um, how do you call it, guess or tell you the best transitionings that you can use in your mm. video. That will help you. So even if you don't have the money to buy um, an AI product the or subscribe version. to a premium version, mm. ChatGPT is always there to rely on. The free view, the only thing is to prompt it or to generate yes. a better response. Yes. So, so with the prompt, that is one thing that a lot of people who use generative AIs don't know how to use. Yes. Like how to write a prompt. People just go, go dump whatever they want yeah. from the AI and then they expect to get a good result. But then yeah. in order to um, get the result that you desire from an AI, the prompt should be something that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. So say a little, talk a little about the, the prompt because okay. from a conversation that I had with you, that was, I think last two years ago or last year, made me change the way I use generative yeah, AI. It was last and, year. Yeah, it was last year. And that has totally changed like everything. Yeah. So if you see me come up with an art copy, come up with a write-up, come up with anything is from that conversation that we yes. had about prompt. So like talk a little more okay, about Okay, so to um to prompt or to prompting AIs or generative AIs, it's actually simple. You should know that the AI has just been trained with data yeah. and then has been trained in such a way that it can relate to it can relate to human beings. Okay. okay. So what you have to do is you have mm. to be able to let the AI relate to you as much as possible. Yeah. So now you can't just go to the AI, generate um, an email for me, sending a permission to, it will just generate the normal, normal thing that general you one, yeah. Okay, so you can start with, okay, I work with a company, so, so, and so, mm -hmm. and then I've been very active in maybe the couple of days yeah. since I've never missed, but I want to maybe go on a vacation, a three-day vacation, but you don't know what to tell yeah. your boss. So you tell the AI, AI. that particular yeah. thing that, okay, right now I want to generate something hmm. that will, can you generate 
um, an excuse for me, a tangible excuse. Sometimes yeah. you have to include those adjectives. Yeah. A tangible excuse for me or a polite excuse for me or a tangible excuse, but make it very polite mm -hmm. and make it sound very humble. And convincing. And convincing yeah, yeah. to write to um, an email that is convincing, tangible, and then that sounds very humble. Mm. That first of all, you've told you've told the AI about where you work yeah. and everything. So the AI automatically generates mm. that particular data and see that okay, if you work in this particular company or this kind of company, this is how they communicate. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. wouldn't see um hello or dear mister, mm. I trust you are doing well no, no, in no, that no. email. That is very common. So yeah. If you see it's a common trend, if you mm. see I trust you are doing well, then you see this is an AI generated mm -hmm. text. So mm -hmm. how do you do that? So you make the AI relatable to yeah, you, yeah. tangible reason. And then when you click it, you see how it generates something very true. Light. That is Sometimes true. it could be a sad situation. If it comes and you see it's no good, you can say, okay, make it sound somehow sad. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a corporate entity, make it sound more corporate. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. add some specific vocabs or even break it down to an easy English mm. and then AI will do we'll it do very well for you. I can say I don't like this context. Change it to mm. this particular context for me. And then it will do that. That 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 is a very good prompt. Mm. And then that is what people are it's a new field that people want to employ people yeah, to generate prompt engineering. Prompt and engineering. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to write good prompts is 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 the idea of making the AI relatable to what you mm. want to achieve. Mm. So you start with a conversational chat and then you generate a very good prompt for you. Yeah. So if you are listening and you use these generative AIs. Make sure that the prompt that you are giving the AI is something that is very, very relatable. Yes. So if you are, let's say, a final year student or somebody who mostly um, in recent times, everybody wants to travel abroad. So if you are doing these kind of um, write-ups, you can say, um, let's say, hello, GPT or Gemini, um, a so-and-so graduate from this university, yes. and I have ambitions of... Um, let's say, continuing my education in so-and-so mm. field, what are some of the requirements? Yes. It will give you the requirements. So probably in the requirements, you say statement of purpose or personal statement or cover letter. You say, okay, mm. you spoke about statement of purpose. What is it about? What is it about? Yeah. Then uh, can you help me generate one tailored to... So this will, particular skills yeah. or ambitions so, that Yeah, so it will give you a perfect one that is very, very relatable to mm. whatever you are looking for. So yes. Yeah. Generative AI and then prompts is very, very important. So um, now we are going to talk about Notion. Okay. So this from now, um, uh, from now, the next um, question that I'm going to ask you will be more about Notion and then um, we'll be concluding the interview. Yeah. So Notion, like, I don't know, it's not popular in our part of the world or in our country. Yes. So what is Notion about and how did you get um, let me see, how do you come into contact with Notion and now we are part of the ambassadors, right? So how did all these things happen? Alright, so I, I'll say this we have only two ambassadors for Ghana, but we have a community all right. for them and then community serves as ambassadors all to right. let people also know about. So uh, if ambassador maybe for me not to be held responsible okay. so I'm part of the Notion Ghana community. Alright. Right. And then we have two ambassadors that 
um, organizes us. Okay, so okay. until I've been given the, the permission okay. as maybe a national ambassador, you are... then, then fine. Mm. So I'm part of the Nojin community. And then I got to realize that um, one thing that, before I speak about Nojin, yeah. is for me to, for me creating a persona out of my brand or various personas, mm. I was finding it very difficult okay. to get a particular tool that will organize everything for me. Mm. So what I did was I went to ChatGPT, spoke to it about the new persona that I want to create to be the face of my personal brand. Mm. And then after giving me all the gist, which collaborative tool do I use? Yeah. Which um, productivity tool mm. do I use? Yeah. And that has everything for me. Mm. So I was just Googling online, all these things. And I came up with Notion. Notion. Okay. Mm. And then I came up with Notion. So after reading number, I said, oh, this Notion tool is just, is just so good that... Um, a whole business or a whole big corporate institution can mm. just use Notion wow. to collaborate with every everybody mm. and then generate everything. So Notion is basically an all-in-one workspace. Okay. Um, that and also productivity or collaborative tool mm. that has everything. When you talk about finance, when you talk about branding, when you talk about even publishing websites, okay. Notion can do all of that daily to do tax, uh, managing projects, mm. and then even NGOs. Notion is so good that when you want to um, manage NGO, mm. It, it will tell you some gist. We have templates that manages NGO. Mm. If you want to manage a business and then even maybe a health business, we have Notion wikis, Notion databases, and then other tags or functionalities of Notion that will help you in the health sector. If you want to let Notion use Notion for finance business or track your finances, it Notion has a you. whole lot of templates there. If you've created, um, let's say, I have um, a particular Notion channel for myself that I'm not published out there. Okay. That's I'm a nerd persona. Mm. So if you are done with the whole page and want to publish it as a website, Notion has features. The only thing you need is your domain and your, your domain name and your hosting name. Okay. That is that you can just publish that thing as your website into Notion. And then we have Notion.so that will also help you generate all these particular things down. So when it comes to project management, Notion has all in one that I can't mention other projects, but yeah. if you compare Notion to other um, project management tools, you see Notion has a combination of, let's say, company A's project management to B's project management all into one. Hmm. The only thing is for you to find, even if you are new to it, find a better template that relates to you and then subscribe to that. Majority of the templates are free. Hmm. And then you can use Notion as hmm. your freelance opportunity. So let's say you are publishing a website, you are working on a website design for somebody, hmm. you can have all the website functionalities on Notion okay. and then decide as and when 
your um, clients can see whatever that progress or track your progress that, okay, is it this week you achieved this particular deliverable? So Notion will automatically let that client see us and when, and even prompt that client that, okay, with five, I've been able to da- do this. Mm. And then Notion will send the message to that person that, okay, your um, clients that is working on the website to you has completed the first deliverable tax. And then you can even have... Um, finance packages like let's say paper or notion that after the first deliverable your clients can just pay after receiving the notifications they can just pay mm-hmm. through notion using that particular medium or api to um give you the money that you deserve at the end of that notion notion is so good in in extends that you can you can add videos can add images you can add branches you can add other team spacing and the notion has a special f- feature that i like let's say i'm a project manager okay. working in the, in google mm. and then sandeep want to see the progress but he doesn't want the team to know that he's on there you can share the page in such a way that San, uh, the ceo of google can actually see whatever that is going on but the team members will oh, never know so if you are working with anybody using notion as a project manager you should be careful yeah. you should attain your deliverables <laughs> very well because that person can be like an hr sell out to you yeah. for the ceo to track your business so notion is such a powerful tool that anybody can utilize wow yes. wow then notion which people can use notion students or company everybody notion is for everybody just like workspaces notion is a workspace for everybody so if you're a student that want to plan your timeline as to to when and how you should learn which topics you should learn you can do that on notion and the notion will continuously remind you we have the notion calendar so if you have meetings and all of that you can track that on notion you can embed that in notion and the notion will help you that if you're a business owner and then you want to track your finances, if you're a freelancer, you want to track your finances, notion is there for you. You can do that. If you're a health organization, it's notion is wow. for everybody. So how can one get a notion app for themselves? Oh, notion is on play store is on app store. You can use notion on your phone. You can use notion on the web and then it will help you. You should know that aside from all these things I'm talking about, mm. you can generate your own money from Notion oh, okay. by designing your own templates. So let's say I've worked with, let's say, one of the Inactus's projects or maybe my personal projects, mm. like I am a net personal project. What I can do is I just change the text, the sensitive text mm-hmm. out of it and generate that, as, save that as a template. Now, what I can do is because of the features that helped me, I can just sell that particular template online and then people can buy Notion. Mm. So aside from all these things, you can be selling Notion templates to that. So if you are listening and you don't have the Notion app, please do well to download or Play Store, Palm Store, App Store or wherever you get your apps. And most especially if you're a student, it will help you in your productivity and then how to go about your whole entire life as a student. Yes. So we've done over an hour of this interview and I'm sure you've learned a lot because yes, I've learned a lot and you've taken into consideration all we've spoken about. 
and you are jotting down the most important ones that you apply in your personal life. And this episode is on personal branding. Okay, so the Notion app is also an app that can help you in your personal branding as well. We are about concluding today's episode on the Students Guide podcast. And these last parts of the episode, we are going to talk about the challenges and then the opportunities when it comes to building your personal brand. So what are some of the biggest challenges that individuals face when they are building their personal brand on this um, digital landscape? Okay, um, I know I've mentioned it yeah. before, the imposter syndrome mm. is one of the challenges. And then recently I saw a meme that was saying that settings in tea um, or destiny help Afro boss. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, in as much as you want to build your personal brand, mm. there, there, there are some risks or some things that you have to be careful about. Okay. Okay. So let's say you started uh, your normal sales or selling jewelries or maybe selling some um, cosmetics or something. Mm. And then maybe you're doing just these things as sustenance, mm-hmm. but you've not even registered the business, but you call yourself CEO, mm-hmm. you're level 200 students looking for a, a job uh-huh. or have not even completed, looking for an intensive slot and you are already calling yourself CEO. a CEO. Do you know what it takes to become a CEO? You don't have a, a BAB, mm. you don't have a board, you call yourself CEO. It's good, yeah. but it's it's it wouldn't you know the world that we are in. It wouldn't attract the right employers for you. Mm. Moreover, you are looking for employing opportunities yeah. or um, employment opportunities. Mm. So why would you say things? Yeah, yeah, a CEO in your own words, yeah. but CEO sounds a whole different thing in the yeah. corporate world. Yeah. But yeah. you can say, okay, maybe it could be basic thing. We have alternatives: mm. a team lead, a founder, a co-founder. Oh. These are soft words yeah. in quotes, soft words that is relatable yeah. than than using CEOs, CEO. board chairman, COOs, COOs. All the, all these things. Mm. Uh, you can just say tech lead for a particular company, you can mm. say maybe chief technology officer, in some, some way, yeah. it depends on the project that you are working on. on. So maybe CTO to this particular project or to this particular startup mm. sounds relatable. So somebody can still employ you on the side. But so we should be careful. Yeah. And then the imposter syndrome is for everybody. Yeah. You, you should, if you're a student and you're listening, you should know that um, imposter syndrome is for everybody mm-hmm. and that inferiority complex yeah. is for everybody faces that even the big men Vusi Tembakwaya has said something about yeah. it before have faced that challenge depending on the stage that you are on where you want to get to there is always that kind of little fear mm. and then you feel you, you are not doing enough so you can't share what you've done and that, that is very bad to overcome it is just to do it mm. When you are doing a project, there is something we call um, deliverables. There is an action plan. There is a main goal. And then there there is a system to achieve that particular goal. So as and when 
the reason why sometimes project managers are very happy is when they see that that little deliverables leading to the ultimate goal are, are being turned green. Mm -hmm. So the little you do in your personal brand, mm -hmm. you should share it. Feel free to share it. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my first time trying chat GPT and I've seen that blah, blah. You see a lot of people come to you or be in your conversation and be like, wow, that is a great step. Wow, these are some of the features you can also use ChatGPT. Okay, so if you are doing that, we all use ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. So you see that people relate to you and then you have some kind of audience at that particular time. So as and when you achieve more, you attract a whole more different audience. kind of audience. You attract a whole different kind of market. Mm -hmm. So the biggest challenge right now is the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. that everybody faces it. It's not only you if you are listening. It's not only you. I face it sometimes. Yeah, what I, I just do is, is to get my bundle right, get my story, get my content ready. Share it. Yeah. Just don't over say See. some things. Yeah, don't over that, that is something you have to be careful. Don't mm. over say some things. Note that employers are everywhere. Mm. Connections are everywhere. everywhere. Network, networking opportunities are everywhere. So for a businessman wouldn't come down to your level, but want to, you to position yourself in a particular place where he can bring you closer. Mm. So what you have to do is you don't portray your socials. Um, some things that you say are not really um, not feasible yeah. and they're not reasonable. So if he, say, if he sees that you are doing an awkward thing that it's not relatable, he wouldn't even check your True. profile because True. you are doing, you are just telling lies. Mm. So what you have to do is say things that are relatable, say things that are reasonable, say things that are pragmatic and that will help you in that. So the challenge is yeah. imposter syndrome Simple. and bundle, which I think you can buy bundle. So anybody, yeah. you, you can do that. So okay. the greatest challenge that I've come across Personally, is the imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yes. Okay. So now we've talked about the challenges. What are some of the emerging opportunities for individuals um, that they can utilize and also enhancing or building their brand? Okay, you're a software engineer. Who knows you're a software engineer? Mm. Who knows the courses that you've taken? Who knows the certifications that you've had? Okay. It's not always that you have to apply to jobs. Sometimes they have to apply to, to you. you. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. So having that particular notion, there, there was this man, ground great mentor of me, was saying that, okay, sometimes you always say we have to write letters. Mm. Have you ever sat down and somebody would be like, send your CV before? Have you ever pictured yourself so, in that area? Mm. Or be like, oh, I've checked your socials. I'm calling you for an interview. Mm. Where do you want to put yourself to? Writing for applications is fine, yeah. but know that there's one advantageous part where the employers will rather write to you, will rather invite you. So where do you want to position yourself? Hmm. Do you get it? Yeah, where so. do you want to position yourself to get that? So um, one thing I, I would always say, position yourself right and then get yourself that employers. That is if you want to pursue um, a job career and all of that. The same applies to freelancers. Yeah, yeah, uh, software engineers. Mm. Who knows you? Who knows you? So if you've attained maybe a Google certificate, maybe an introductory course that you've done and then you've attained that particular certificate, 
share with the world. Mm. Let them know that, okay, this is maybe my first month in software engineering, and then I've pursued this particular course. These are some of the things that I learned Mint. from it. These are the minor projects that I learned for that. It's not always that you have to be looking for mentors. People can just see what you are doing. Oh, I've, I've been at this stage mm. before. I would like to mentor you. Yeah. And that is a great way of gaining network. So um, let people know the little things that you do. People were there before you. Mm. Then if you can't do this, then you can't be on LinkedIn. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Know, know the kind of pressure you want to face. Exactly. There is Instagram pressure. Every social media has its own language. But LinkedIn is the most. like LinkedIn is some yeah, great thing. You, yeah, you just hop in there and then you, you see 80-year-old CEO uh, attain hundred thousands yeah, of dollars. Starting position. I said this, hey, this, this, Microsoft yeah. doing this, yeah. getting a yearly six digits figures mm. at just a younger age. But it's not too late for you. Not at all. Go and start. The only mistake that you are not doing, you are doing is you are not starting. Exactly. Just go and post the first thing on LinkedIn. See the comments that is. people that can relate to you rather say DM you that okay, you are doing this, add this to it, post this. Yeah. Be like that. We see that in our comment session yeah, a lot. Yeah. And then that that will also help yeah. you. Most yeah. people fear to like um post themselves on LinkedIn or share what they, they have on LinkedIn. Yes. I have friends who have the LinkedIn app. They've created an account, but I've not posted anything yet because they, they, they are scared. Like when they see what others are posting, they feel that what they're about to share is, yeah. is mediocre, it's small. But then, yeah, you start from somewhere. You start from And somewhere. then you promote yourself. One thing that I learned joining LinkedIn was that no one is going to, no one is going to know you until... You let them know you. You let them know you. So you blow your own trumpet in a way. You sell yourself to people because you need to tell your story. Like like you said, yeah. you need to write your own autobiography. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do that, no one no one no knows one, you. No, no one, one will come knows. for you. No one cares about you. You understand. Yes. So until you sell yourself out there for people to know who you are, that is where you get the opportunities and things that will come to you. So like um, Caleb said, build yourself in such a way to attract opportunities. It's not every time that you need to go out there to go look for the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Build yourself in a way to attract these opportunities. And this episode on personal branding has really, really, really been educative. And I'm sure that you've also learned a lot. And thank you, Caleb, for being our resource person for today's episode on the Student's Guide podcast, where we talked about how to build your personal brand and everything that it, um, everything that you need when it comes to personal branding. Now we are about ending the episode and on the Student Guy podcast, you are the third um, guest on the Student Guy podcast. Oh, Our wow. first guest was the College of Science president. That was oh, last yeah. year, Mr. Daniel G. And then we had Yake Sewa on. Right. So you are our third um, oh, guest on the Students Guide it's, podcast. It's, it's an honor. I think yeah. I'll share that as my story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, Caleb is, our, is the third person to come to the Students Guide podcast. And we are now focusing on bringing a lot of people on board to come and share their insights because we feel that there's a lot that people need to learn, yes. but then they don't get opportunity. So I, having this podcast show, would use my podcast as a channel to help people um, get opportunities or get to know certain things about um, uh, their productivity, what will help them to be 
the best version of themselves. That is the whole purpose of creating the Students Guide podcast. So we are on this section. We are going to talk about um, you personally, fun fun things about you. So it's just going to be some questions about your likes, dislikes, and something that have happened in your life. And we'll wrap up today's episode. So the first question is, um, what genre of music do you like? And what is your favorite song? Okay, as of now, my favorite song is Yes. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. All right. Um, so is my favorite song currently. I don't know why I like that song uh-huh. so much. Um, it's yes saying it. I don't want to lie to. So um, it's Adora Hills by Doja Cat. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've not heard of it before. Yeah, it's, it's so people can check that song out. It's a real song. So what's the title of it again? Adora Hills. Adora Hills. Okay. Yeah. Bye. I've been sharing it on my status alone. Oh, Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Yes, okay. it was part of uh, his her new album and then yeah, I can really relate to that particular okay. song. Okay. Yes. And then what genre of music do you like? Is it gospel? Is it reggae? Is it uh, Okay, um um I'm into gospel, but only when I'm moody. Yeah, okay. But moreover, if I want to be that version of myself to stand ten toes, like to get that kind of confidence, mm-hmm. I normally listen to Kanye West and then Drake. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I'm very selective on the songs. Okay. The only weird song I listen to is Adora Hills. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, what is your favorite local and international artist? Local and international yeah, artists. So, local one first and then international. Okay, so my local artist that I admire the most is Sakode. Um, because it's really relatable. Mm, nobody. Yeah, where, where he started from and then where he has been at. Mm. Um, so Sakode is my favorite local artist. And then my international artist was first J. But if I see what Kanye is doing, yeah, I can't. Uh, Kanye is my favorite oh, okay. international artist. So, okay. Um, I'll promote his album. You should listen to Vultures. Uh, Vultures okay. is so good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, who inspires you the most? Who inspires you the most? Okay. Um, I'm not very selective about that. Do okay. you know why? Why? I learn from everybody. Okay. Like everybody. You might not see that I'm learning from, from you, but you. I'm actually learning mm. from you. So I'll start from Inactus. I learned from everybody, mm. from David to yourself, yeah. to the executives we came to meet, to some individual, Jimmy and Co. Yeah. All of that. So I learned from everybody. So you don't everybody, have like a particular... A particular yeah. inspiration. Yeah. I would say the kind of people I relate to, but I have a specific mentor that I admire that uh, her name is Retana Klokoklote, okay. which I normally feel nervous around her, but she, she's my mentor and then inspires me wow. because wow. she's very young mm. and then doing things that I do on a higher level and mm. she's a Ghanaian wow. and she's a she do you get it yeah, Our concept yeah, of yeah. Um, women, women can do it and she's stuff, very yeah. young yeah. and she's a technophile a project manager wow. doing all of wow. so I would say in our use she's the one that inspires me the, the most, most okay. where does she work um, or what does she okay she, oh. she's a freelancer she's a UI UX designer mm. she has also created some personas for herself mm. that she's a freelancer UI UX designer she's a project manager 
too. Mm. And then she's she sort of um, a trader as well. Wow. That Her name again? Retana Clocky. Um, Clock or Clotty. Sorry. Is she on LinkedIn? She's on LinkedIn. She's oh, okay. on all uh, socials. Uh, uh, when, yeah, um, if you relate connect. to me, see, I've been liking her post a lot. Okay. Retweeting her LinkedIn okay. a lot. But do you know her on a personal level? Yeah, I know her on a personal level. How I met her is strange. Really? She's a friend of mine, mm. a friend of mine who is a she's sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then that was when I got to know Rita. When I checked the profile, I related and I was like, okay, this, these are the steps I want to achieve. You know, we, we have a higher, we always pick um, inspirations mm. or people that motivate us that are very far, far away from, from us. us yeah. yeah, that is where we want to get to. Mm. But who is close enough? Who yeah. is doing great things? You see, on the path of that person, mm. do you get it? Yeah. That is why I get people closer in my age group or a little older than me. Do. But uh, that that was how I met. Okay. So I reached out to her and then she, she was, accepted. Well, well, okay. So, what is your favorite food? My favorite food? Yeah. Okay. I have my my food that I normally eat, which is uh, noodles. Okay. And then spaghetti. So, that's your favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. Um, I, I like my mom's aponti jollof. I, hey, aponti jollof. Wow. Wow. I hey. that too much. And then the bed. <laughs> okay. Your, any favorite quotes that you like? Okay. The quotes that always... Um, inspires you anytime you say it. Or um, I'm you trying it. to picture um, a favorite quote. Mm. Um, my favorite quote comes from um, how do you call it? Um, who, 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 who. I'm trying to figure a person. Yeah. So for now, I would say my favorite quote is from Vusi. Vusi Thimokoy. That that, yeah. that that guy is amazing. Like yeah, I want to meet him in person. Like he, he inspires yeah, me a lot. I like, wish you would come to Ghana yeah, again. Yeah, so um, um Vusi who said something that he was in debt. But one thing he did was nobody knows you are in debt, nobody knows your challenges. Mm. Let them see what they want to see about you. So these are the statements that he made, and then he stated examples that whilst he was in debt. He was in magazines everywhere. Yeah. He was still doing his business everywhere. And through that, he was able to repay his debt. So the debt is not something you have to be in. You have to do your side things and then you cater for the debt. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what is your biggest fear? Hmm, what do you fear the most? What scares you the most? What scares me the most are my dreams. Okay. Yeah, where I want to get to, and then it makes me sleepless. Mm. Because anytime I'm lazy, and then is it where you want to get to attract some kind of people to you? So if you're in there, they're in your DMs and they're asking for things you don't know about, it means that your brand is over you. You have to meet up to your brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what fears me the most is my dreams and where I want to get to. It scares me a lot. All right. Yeah. Okay. What makes you happy? Happiness. <laughs> yeah, what makes you happy? Is it food? Okay. Is it friends? What makes you happy? Oh, yeah, I like food, but what makes me happy is I enjoy what I do the most. Like, working on myself. Mm. And then it makes me happy. So if you see me celebrating, I'm, I'm just celebrating the little thing that, that I've achieved and where I want to get to. That makes me happy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, if you are given the opportunity to spend a month vacation in any country of your choice, which country would you choose? 
Of course, not an African country. <laughs> why? Why not? An, uh, Algeria is nice. Even Ghana. Ghana so has I, nice I have. I have three countries that I want to visit. Okay. Currently is one Rwanda. Rwanda, yeah. Myself. Due to their their innovations that they are want mm. to create, I want to meet the people then then how they do it. Yeah. Um. Secondly, is China. Oh, okay. It's because of they being the current production, I would say the production line for the world right now, they mm. produce everything on the higher level yeah. in their language too. Yeah. So I want to understand them and see the motive behind what they are doing and then the innovation behind, behind what they are doing. And um, for holidays, I want a place like Singapore. Singapore. It's very expensive to live there, but Singapore is it's one place it. I want yeah. to be yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. So what's, which sports do you like? Is there any, it can be one, it can be two, it can be three sports. Okay, so sports that I like most are two. Okay. Okay, which is basketball mm. and then football. Basketball and football. Which, what, what is your favorite basketball team and your favorite okay, football? Okay, my favorite basketball team has only achieved one championship, which is Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee, okay. And then my favorite Person. Everybody's favorite is LeBron James and definitely, Steph Curry. Definitely. Right. But who I can relate with is Yanis and Tokumpo. Tokumpo. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's the, the story. is inspiring. The stories. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching, I've watched this movie and all of that. So okay. which which football team do you support? Real Madrid. Hey, yes. the White Angels. Yeah, the best team. The yeah, best team in the world. Real Madrid, see, they have a code that is even God himself is a Madrid fan. Yeah, Madrid, God, yeah. God himself is yeah, a Madrid the fan. White Angels. Yeah. Okay. White Angels. Okay. So, the next question is, would you prefer to be quite good at everything or very good at one particular thing? Um, I would say one particular thing, but knowledge is inevitable. Mm. Okay, as an innovator, you don't know where you'll be at. You don't have to know everything. I want to be very good at innovation. Okay. Innovation, mm. not only tech, but, but um, that how will make me become very good innovator? Elon Musk said this, is about having an idea of everything that you come up with. That okay. is when, that will elevate your intelligence quotients and make you define strategies or create innovations in every field you find yourself. Yes. Okay. So I want to be good at innovation, but what will lead you there to understand majority of things? All right. All right. So the next one is, if you could have a dinner with a celebrity or a historic figure, who would that be? A celebrity? Yeah. Okay. It can be, the person can be either alive or dead. Like. Okay. Hmm. A celebrity, I'll love to meet Ye. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I was obsessed with him. I yeah, don't care. I love to meet you. Oh, okay. that, that guy is weird. And then, you know, he's an innovator in the creative industry. Yeah, yeah, he picks yeah. anything and makes samples of that. Mm. He enters into his clothing line and then he's killing it. I've learned he wants to do something technology. Mm. And then he's mad. And then one person I also want to meet, lastly, is Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, Elon yeah. Musk. Okay. How he understands things. That is what I want to really Okay. Do. So we have like um, three more to end the, this oh, fun okay. section. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would that be? And why? 
I want to be a superman. <laughs> superman in, in, in terms of the strength and to fly. And, yeah, and... superman in terms of the strength. You know, um, Americans portray him as to be like the savior of the world. Yeah. Even though he struggles, but no matter, because of his persona, he is the he superman. Can, yeah, he can feel. All the powers goes to him. He can overcome everything. Just that the stress. I want to be a superman. A superman, okay. Yeah. Kelly wants to be a superman. That's <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, what would be the first thing, first thing you would do when you get $1 million? First thing that I would do? Okay. Okay. I, I do well with my tights. <laughs> so um, um, I'll pay tight. Okay. And then the next thing mm. is to invest like ninety percent in my craft. Okay. Yes, ninety percent in my brand. Mm. What I do, like ninety percent right. to gain another million dollars. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this this next question is more of a personal one, and it is how you see yourself in the next five, ten years. How do you see yourself? when your name is mentioned in the next five years, in the next 10 years, okay. how do you want people to see you? You, I know that in the next few years, which is five to 10 years, people will see me as one of the greatest innovators sure. To, sure. to be sure. alive and then to see me as the greatest investor. Mm. I, I pick everything and then it works. I invest in everything and it works. It works. Yeah, that is where I want to see myself, and where I see myself. Surely it will come to pass. Yeah, I come know. to pass. And what are your last words? What are you saying to anyone listening? It can be anything. It can be about personal branding yourself or any advice you want to give to. All right. So listening. I'll start by giving shout outs to everybody who knows Cow Claws, yeah. IQ Blowing Moments. I kill. I kill. Um, um, I'll, I'll start with an advice to everybody. Mm. Okay, one thing about students is students' fear of breaking the academic barrier and then diversifying or trying to um, open up with their skills in different areas aside from academics. And then that is very dangerous. If you, are, if you have access to some particular CVs, you realize that you are far better. So yeah. academic is good, but imagine that you are building your personal brand where nobody will ask you which degree you have. True. Nobody will ask you which certificate which you have. Which grade you completed with? Or, yeah, which yeah. grade you completed with. I've never been asked that question before. Mm. I've never been asked, like, even my background. Until they see I've done so much in where they've invited me, and they'll be like, ah, what was your background? And mm. I'll be like, oh, mathematics. Is it? Oh, okay. Wow. And they want being. No, not like my bio, but mathematics in a way helped me understand a lot of things. Okay. Those unnecessary patterns and then <laughs> <laughs> you understand the them. It means you can understand others. So don't focus on academics too much. Unless, of course, you want to be lecturer. But now note that lecturers nowadays are looking forward to different areas all together. So don't focus on academics only. Okay. Uh, that is my advice to everybody. All right. Yeah. Thank you very, very, very much, um, Caleb, Calculus, IQ Blue, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Students Guide podcast. And right. it has been a very good experience with you. We've learned a lot. I've learned the alter ego. Um, I've learned Blue Ocean a lot, like the yeah. Ocean app, how to build my personal brand in this um, year and the years to come. And I know that it would be something that 
each and everyone who has listened or is listening to this episode would also um, find insights in this. And then you not just listen, but then you put the things into action. Yeah. There's one thing with listening and there's another with putting in action. action. So yes, put all these things into action. Work on your personal self, work on your personal brand, learn, open yourself up for opportunities and you are going to be the great person that you wish to be. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Student's Guide podcast. And if you've not subscribed, if you've not followed, if you've not turned on the notification bell, do well to do so. And as always, I'll bring you content that will make you the best version of yourself. So to end this episode, like I always say, do what makes you happy, but make sure what makes you happy doesn't make someone sad. It is simple but complicated. Thank you for listening and see you in my next episode.